Words happen like poems happen. I love them and I'm always surprised to find them appearing in meaningful ways. Poet Dan Chalotti. Margaret Fisher Squires is a psychotherapist who has shared her poetry largely through local readings with the Heart Rock Poetry Series, the Writers Guild at Bloomington, Indiana, and Five Women Poets. She is perhaps the only person to have published a poem in the Blooming Foods Co-op newsletter. She is one of the contributors to the Five Women Poets 2016 chapbook, Birds of a Feather. Welcome to The Poets Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. Margaret, what poems have you brought for us today? January 2017. Darkness is gathering, not falling like night with its promise of rest and dawn, not clouding up like a freshening storm, but rolling down like an avalanche of coal dust burying all before it. The horizon rumbles as if with the pounding of giant hooves. In the town square, people run in frightened dashes or sink to their knees under despair's weight. But here and there, someone stops to light a match, a candle, a lamp. Here and there, folk pull together piles of twigs, broken boards, tree limbs. They kindle bonfires. Spark by spark, the people weave a net, each knot a flame, holding off the darkness. Final Judgment When my husband reaches the pearly gates and St. Peter opens the huge tome on his desk, before he can even start to read about all the people whose furniture and boxes and crates my husband helped to move, and all the people that my husband drove to meetings and doctor appointments and safe home after late-night concerts and parties, and all the times that my husband followed up his flares of temper with apologies utterly disarming in their simplicity, the saint will hear the urgent, thready piping of a thousand voices down by his feet. He will push back his chair, very carefully, and bend to look under the desk. There he will see a thousand arthropods, crickets and silverfish, and beetles and moths, and mayflies and june bugs and lightning bugs and spiders, hundreds of spiders, brown and gray and spotted and striped and smooth and hairy and big and small. The thousand arthropods will tell the saint, This man found us in the bathtub, on the kitchen counter, scurrying across the carpet, and he covered us with a clean peanut butter jar and slipped an envelope under it very carefully so as not to break our brittle little legs, and he carried the jar and envelope out the front door, and he set it all down gently in the dianthus that grew in the flower box on the porch, and he let us go. St. Peter will stroke his beard once thoughtfully, and then he will nod and straighten up and close the book and smile at my husband and say, Go on in. To the letters of the Literary Bird Journal. All the members of the writer's group were thrilled to hear of the existence of a literary bird journal. With an explosion of wings, they took off in all directions to write their contributions. The heron wrote a piece of stark simplicity about the zen of frog catching. The owl tried to produce something wise, but she was too drowsy. Sleep well while the sun shines, she muttered to herself, repeating the old owl aphorism, and she proceeded to do just that, waiting for night and the moon's inspiration. The vulture's narrative was decidedly, well, noir. The crow couldn't decide between the manufacture of tools appropriate to food procurement and how I stole light and gave it to the world. He flapped off to discuss the matter with his murderer. 
Lithatch's story was hard to read. He wrote it entirely upside down. The ivory-billed woodpecker used invisible ink and submitted his piece anonymously, or perhaps posthumously. The hummingbird wrote a perfect jewel-bright haiku, then darted away. Dear editors, I'm sure you would love to publish all these fine pieces if it were not for the fact that these writings were penned with quills, dipped in limpid air, and scrolled upon the wind. Fat Tuesday at Player's Pub, February 5th, 28. Outside, rain sheets down. We're blessed it isn't snow. Inside, Midwestern Mardi Gras. Blues bounces through the amplifiers. Plastic beads, purple, gold, and green, shine in the bright light. Then the lights go out, power cut by Mother Nature. The party goes on. Candles are lit. A ragged, not-quite-conga line circles the room, singing, when the saints go marching in, one verse a lot of times. People wave bananas in the air. Bananas? Someone realizes, the drum kit still works. Rhythm takes the room. More drums appear, inspiring each other into exuberant complexity. We dance, we chant. We discover we are a tribe. We are delighted with ourselves. Fortunately, it is a long time before the electricity comes back on. You have been listening to poems by Margaret Fisher Squires on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey.